0: Well, kids, it's all but a done deal at this moment. The Switch Lite is in its original packaging. It is in a brown shipping box. And tomorrow morning, it is going to a UPS drop-off location for its return to Amazon. So, that kind of sucks because I was really looking forward to the Switch Lite. And I was really hoping that I could sort of make sense out of that purchase and find a place for the switch light in my life, and that just turned out to not really be possible. Um, the switch light, well, not not impossible, just logistically difficult at this time. That really ended up being the main reason why it's difficult to have both a real switch and a Switch Lite um, because you've got the whole primary console versus secondary console thing happening you've got uh, cloud data that gets mixed up you've got games that you're probably going to play only on one console because it's too much trouble to try to juggle the save data back and forth and it's actually kind of nerve wracking to do that as well like if you put You know, 30 hours into a JRPG, you don't want to just like transfer that all the time because that data is, that's precious. You want to make sure that that data is seamlessly and effortlessly being moved around without you having to think about it too much. Um, And those things just ended up not being really part of the experience of having a Switch Lite as a complementary console to your Switch, so that is the that is where I'm at right now. Um, I, I've spent the past, you know, over two weeks with the Switch Lite. Um, I think that it's I can't say enough good things about it. Just as a standalone device, I think it's great in so many ways. Um, if you follow the podcast, you'll know that my biggest complaint was the inability to switch to output to TV. Um and that ended up for me not being what bothered me so much about it. What bothered me about it was that A, my my regular switch is just more fun to play for me, even in handheld, because in handheld, you know, I've got my big satisfy gaming grip, it makes it nice and comfortable, and I've got the larger screen and all my games and saves are already on it, so it's just more convenient in that way, and of course, I can dock the thing, so it just makes more sense while I'm at home to play exclusively on the the big Switch, the OG Switch. So the Switch Lite sort of just got put in a drawer. I didn't really play it much. It came out the same day as Link's Awakening, which I played through and beat all on the big Switch, uh, because that was a game I was really looking forward to, and I really did not want to play it handheld very much. So I did not. Um, so yeah, kind of a bummer, right? Um, I think that at the end of the day, the Switch Lite for me is it's too much of a baby step in the portability direction. Because ultimately that's what this thing is aiming to be. It's aiming to be a more portable device, but it's truly not more portable. It is absolutely, I mean, yes, it's, it's slightly smaller in its form factor, but it's the same form factor. Basically it's a screen with buttons on either side and you, you, it's not self-protecting. It's not a clamshell. You still have to wrap it up in a case of some kind when you're traveling with it. And that's a little scary um, that is that's quite scary to do that, uh, or it, it's quite scary to not do that. Rather, it's quite scary to put the switch light just in some luggage or just throw it in your bag. You know, I've heard people say that they're going to do that with their switch light. I just don't really buy it. I think that people are gonna, you know, if it's a two hundred dollar device. You're going to want to protect that thing, and the problem is, I bought the thinnest case on the market at the time. Uh, Around the time the Switch launched, the Switch Lite launched, and it's it's bulky. It bulks it up so much that I may as well just travel with my real Switch because it's going to be bulky either way because I have to put it in a case, and the size is just of negligible difference when it really comes to making the thing more portable, and obviously it can't dock, which is kind of absurd. Um. so I I feel um, conflicted because uh, the past two weeks I have been constantly going back and forth and being like oh no no I love this thing it's beautiful I'm going to find a way for it I'm going to find a way to play it I'm going to travel with it it's going to be a great complimentary console blah 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 but then all of the logistical stuff started weaving back in and and then I had to be like, oh, well, I'm I'm playing this game but now I want to play it on the big switch. I got to sync the cloud data back and hope that that goes well. And then, uh, you know, I've got to make sure that my switch light is on and on Wi Fi at all times. I can't leave it at work. I can't leave it anywhere else because if it's off Wi Fi and it's not around, then I won't be able to play my big switch because my big switch is my secondary console because it has to be that way because my, my switch light has to be my primary because that's the one that I'm taking out of the house and it's going to be off Wi Fi some of the time. So it's it's like there's so many weird little things to consider and you have to do this juggling act between two switches and Nintendo's gotta make this easier I mean I think that's ultimately what it is Nintendo's gotta make this easier um, I shouldn't have to manually sync my cloud data back and forth between two consoles it should sync automatically um, I yeah it should absolutely sync automatically <coughs> it should sync automatically the same way that something like <coughs> excuse me something like Google Stadia or Apple Arcade, you pick up your iPad, you play a game, you pick up your controller, play it on your Apple TV, you put down the controller, you pick up your phone, you lay in bed and play it on your phone. So you've got that, you've got it following you. Your save data is following you everywhere you go effortlessly, seamlessly. You don't have to think about it. There's no manually syncing your cloud data. You don't have to go, oh man, uh, I hope I push the right one this time. I hope I'm you know, downloading the saved data rather than pushing it back up to the cloud or whatever. Um, so that that's the way things are going. The model of Apple Arcade, the way they've got it set up right now, is very seamlessly transitioning between devices. So if the Switch is really going to have these baby consoles and the big mommy console... Then they've just got to make it easier. There's going to be many, many families that have, you know, a big switch or maybe multiple big switches and multiple switch lights in their household. And how do you how do you how do you deal with this this logistical thing? I mean, it's it seems difficult. Um, it seems unnecessarily difficult. And I know that it can't be the easiest thing in the world because. They have to fight piracy. They have to make it so that, you know, all these people aren't abusing the service, or abusing their service, stealing their, you know, AAA games or whatever. I get that, but it it seems like it could be easier than this. It seems like there's a better way. I guess we're just gonna have to get there. Um, <clears throat> I'll tell you something I've hinted at before, and that's really reigning true now, is that. If the Switch light were more portable, if it were pocketable, if the Switch Lite were pocketable, then I could see myself keeping it and dealing with this juggling act. Because the juggling act sucks, but one thing that could actually make it worth it is if the Switch Lite were a truly pocketable on-the-go device. The Switch Lite is not that; it, It's about the same on-the-go-ness as the current Switch it's not really, like I said, it's it's not significantly smaller and it has the same form factor and you have to put it in a case. So you've got to bulk it up with a case and that makes it nearly as large as the big switch to travel with. So, yeah, I'm hoping. So I, I was looking at uh, some data the other day. I was looking at how many iterations of consoles and handhelds that Nintendo tends to make. And I'm mostly looking at the handhelds. So going all the way back to the Game Boy, we have the Game Boy, the Game Boy Pocket, and the Game Boy Color, which are all sort of in the same family of consoles. Right? Let's go. Let me, let me Wikipedia this right now. um, Nintendo video game consoles, okay, all right, all right, going down the handhelds, um, okay, so Game Boy, okay, Game Boy Pocket, and the Game Boy Light in Japan, and the Game Boy Color, so, basically, the Game Boy had three Iterations, Game Boy, Game Boy Pocket, and Game Boy Light. Uh, And then kind of a fourth, if we want to count Game Boy Color, which the Game Boy Color was very much a just an evolution of the Game Boy. It was an improvement. So I'm gonna count that uh, Game Boy Color in the original Game Boy family. Okay, so next up is Virtual Boy. Excuse me. (laughs) There was only one Virtual Boy, we know why that is, but the next up is Game Boy Advance. So The Game Boy Advance had its standard model, which is the same form factor kind of as the Switch, both Switches are right now. You've got your, uh, there's no clamshell design. You've just got your main, uh, you've got your main unit, and then you've got the controls on the side, the screen in the middle, that whole design. So Game Boy Advance, we've had also Game Boy Advance SP, And Game Boy Micro, which is another Game Boy Advance. So these these are three. So basically we've got four and three. The Nintendo DS, we had the DS, the DS Lite, and the DSi. And then it looks like we also had a DSi XL. I did not know that. Released in 2010. Wow, that's this decade. That's crazy. Um... So basically four for the DS. DS, DS Lite, DSi, DSi XL. Okay, moving on to the 3DS. 3DS is where it gets real crazy. So the 3DS kind of has two and kind of has six, depending on how you look at it. So the 3DS had the 3DS, the 3DS XL, the 2DS, the new 2DS XL, and the new Nintendo 3DS and the new Nintendo 3DS XL. So, six, you actually had six 3DS handhelds out there, which is pretty crazy. And now we've got the Nintendo Switch. And the Nintendo Switch as we know has two iterations right now. Some people are going to try to make a distinguish or a distinction between the OG Switch and the newer red box switch but they're the same form factor they're the same design they're just basically a slight improvement on the old one is the new one and those are those are the same ones i'm just going to consider that the same device so right now we've got two we've got our second one that just came out and i think if history tells us anything we're going to get at least one more. We may get a bunch of more switches, but before it's all said and done, we may get a, a Switch Micro, we may get a Switch Clamshell, uh, we may get a uh, Switch Pro, that's been rumored. Um, so who knows where this is all going to go, but I think it's likely we're going to get at least one more. It's, if, it's safe to say we're going to get at least one more switch before it's all said and done. It would be really surprising if we didn't considering how things have played out in the past now i know that the sh- the market is shifting to mobile nintendo has obviously got some stake in mobile and we just had a really big moment for nintendo with uh, mario kart go excuse me mario kart tour so that's going to be making a ton of money uh, people are going to be paying that with those microtransactions and Nintendo's going to be seeing the dollar signs there. So, as we know, as we've talked about on this podcast before, the mobile gaming market is a bigger market. It's it's a larger economy than the all of the rest of video games, which is kind of crazy. Like PC and every console combined does not generate as much profit as mobile games, which is. Again, crazy. It's crazy to think about that, but that's where we're at because the microtransaction, the freemium model, the loot box model is so profitable and works so well, and it has those gotcha mechanics, and it's a, it's manipulative and all that kind of stuff. So, and it just works. People people line up to spend their money on this stuff. So, Nintendo knows that, and Nintendo's not going to take the foot off the gas. Um, not unless they have to, not unless there's some government ordinances going into place. But generally speaking, that is going to be a huge part of what Nintendo does and where they put their energies moving forward. I, I think and I hope that Nintendo will continue to be a console brand and a AAA brand and all of that kind of stuff. Um, I, I truly hope that that's what we're going to get out of Nintendo moving forward. But we can't ignore the elephant in the room that is mobile. Nintendo is now in the mobile landscape, and that's just where it's going. So, um, so that may cut. Well, I was getting into all of that because that mobile focus may cut away from the Switch. It may mean that we get fewer Switch consoles than we did, like the three DSs. It may mean that we get fewer Nintendo Switches than we did DS's, but I still think it's likely that we're going to get at least one more. So if we have three all together, I think that would be likely. We may get way more. Who knows? They may really go nuts with this thing, and I think it's likely that the Switch is going to be around for a very long time. Like, you know, I think the Switch is still going to be played and purchased and used, like, I think it'll be basically like a 10-year console, to be very honest with you. I think it'll be about 10 years. And really, I mean, the 3DS, let's see, the 3DS came out in 2012. No, 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 2011. So the 3DS, I mean, think about it. There are still 3DS games trickling in. Nintendo is still supporting and advertising the 3DS, at least... At least until very recent history, or um, or I mean, up until this year. I mean, I can remember seeing commercials for three DS games and things like that in twenty nineteen. Um, and also, you go to Walmart, you go to big retailers; they're still stocking the three DS, or maybe they have old stock, but they they're still stocking the three DS. They have games on the shelves. The three DS is still a relevant console. Basically, it's still. I mean, it's 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 we're hearing the death rattle, clearly, but the 3DS uh, has been going for nine years, basically, and just about nine years, eight years, I guess. So the 3DS is an eight-year console. I think the Switch will be at least an eight-year console, if not a 10-year. I could see Nintendo, because the thing is, they've just, they've hit the jackpot with the Switch. Like, it, you know, they can, they have some wiggle room, to uh to grow the switch to make it better to make it perform better um to put out something like a switch pro which enhances it enhances graphics enhances gameplay ups the frame rate things like that um i think we're gonna see all of these things so if i had to predict oh man what would i predict with how many new switch consoles we get I'm going to say 3 or 4. I think that's safe. We might get a Switch Pro or we might get a an actual Switch Lite, which is a pocket-sized switch, which is honestly kind of what I'm hoping for. That's that's what I'd rather see than a Switch Pro because the Switch Pro is really not necessary. It's not the Switch isn't just not going to be able to compete with PC or PS5 or Xbox Scarlet. It's just not going to happen. So With that in mind, I think we're going to see more Switch consoles. And if and when we do see a Switch, like a true Switch Lite, a Switch Micro, a clamshell Switch, which is truly pocketable and portable, I would consider doing this insufferable juggle with the two consoles. But as of now, as of today, 2019, the current Switch Lite, beautiful little device, very fun to play on. Kind of portable, not not really that much more portable than the current Switch. So, ugh, you know, it, it's a tough sell for me right now, and and I'm ending, I'm 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 sending it back. So, I'm a little bummed out. Like I said, I was I was really excited to get the Switch Lite. I was truly excited to get the Switch Lite. I was stoked. I think you guys may have heard some of the podcasts that I was doing freaking out about this thing, Uh, and I did have a little bit of a honeymoon phase, and and I was really going back and forth, but I tell you what, now that I've actually uh, started the return process, now that I've got the thing boxed up, and now that I know I've got it wiped, got my my SD card out of there, it's all done deal, so I know, I I feel relieved, I feel relieved that it's actually happening, that I'm getting um that refund that I am sending this back. I'm not gonna be using this. I'm actually relieved to only have one switch to deal with right now. I'm relieved to not have to worry about leaving my switch light at work and you know not being able to play my big switch over the weekend or or at nighttime or whatever. So yeah. Um let me talk a little bit about, uh, I think I'm done with my Switch Lite rant, but yeah, guys, it's, it's, it's a done deal, uh, at least almost. So, I just purchased some games, um, that I am going to be kind of going through, rummaging through, um, because it's crunch time. It's crunch time, folks. Uh, it is the, the fourth quarter of 2019, so, for those stupid people like me that like to put together, uh, game, co- or uh, best of year lists, which is just some weird thing that I do. I used to do it with music for a really long time. I did it with music. It was like my whole life, uh, was consuming music and talking about it and blogging about it and being a DJ and playing it and like that was my life for a while. Uh, but now that I've given myself the allowance to move away from that now. I'm finding that same itch but this time with like games Um, so I'm trying not to go nearly as hard or as as psycho as I was with the music stuff but I do like to be thorough and there's some games that I really want to play this year that I haven't gotten around to so I was kind of filling in the gaps and I have been uh, playing today I put about an hour into Wilmot's Warehouse that is a good game that is a very, very good game. I think it's going to be in my top 10. Um, it is a simple game, but deceptively hard and and weird. I don't know how deep it's going to get. I, I feel like, excuse me, I feel like now that I've done a few kind of gameplay loops or whatever, that it's not really going to get a lot different. It's going to get it's gonna feel very much the same moving forward, but it's just gonna grow in in the volume of of uh, items that I'm dealing with. It's all this game is about organization. It is about feng shui. It is about um, maximizing your efficiency in a space and organizing things, giving yourself easy access to everything, sorting things so you know where everything is. And it is a Marie Condoed out type of game, and I'm really digging it. Um, I am. It's one of those things where you know you play like something like Stardew Valley, and you are um, fishing, and you're outside foraging, and you're in town talking to all these people. But in real life, you're actually just on your computer. So this is kind of one of those games where Wilmot's warehouse. You're spending all this time organizing. And meanwhile, I'm at home and I've got like a guest room that's totally disorganized that I really need to get in there and Marie Kondo that room and I haven't. And instead of doing that, I'm playing Wilmot's Warehouse where I'm uh, putting all this time and energy into organizing fake things that don't exist in my life uh, because that's better, I guess, right? Um, But anyway, Wilmot's Warehouse, first impressions, is like that is a very good game. It it's gonna be in my list for sure. I'm I can feel it. Um I played just a bit of Mario Maker tonight. I know there was the big patch, uh, but I haven't really gotten too deep into that. I I don't know if I have any friends with Mario Maker. It's kind of crazy. Um I definitely have friends with Switches, but I don't know if I have any with Mario Maker. Crazy stuff. Um anyway. In case you're wondering, the other two games that I bought were Steam World Quest and Slay the Spire, two card games that I'd really like to um, knock out and see what these are all about. I hear such good things about Slay the Spire, and Steam World Quest is also supposed to be really good, and I love the other Steam World games that I've played. So both of these seem pretty obvious ones to check out. I've also got a bunch of other ones to check out, guys. But now I've got three more. Uh, three more that are up my alley. I think that these are games that I'm, I'm going to enjoy. One for sure I'm enjoying. That's Wilmot's Warehouse. In any case, guys, I am blathering on at this point. I am going to leave it here. Um, I appreciate you guys checking me out. You can hit me up on Twitter. It is at Road Noise Gaming on Twitter. That's it for this one, guys. Peace.